Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 119th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm not so humble host, Brendan White, who can be found everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today, my other two tips of the spear, the legs and thighs to my breast three-piece feed, Miss Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart, and Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD. How you doing today, you sexy buggers? What's going on this Sunday morning? I thought that was the most, like, suspiciously vulgar intro that I thought. I don't know what direction that was going in, because I'm like, he's he's really going for it right now. So, um, yeah, I'm doing good. I got really good thighs. Mm. So, yeah, that's, I can be the thighs in your breast three-piece feed. That's, that's what that I thought. Works. Like, like I figure we've got thighs, breasts, and, and legs. Um, no yeah. one's really interested in the uh, the ribs or the wings, no. but those other three pieces, there's definitely some sexual undertones attached to those three pieces, and I think it encompasses this little trio perfectly. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for thinking of us in this way. Mm. Yeah. I have I have heard us referred to on the streets as finger-licking goods, so... Um, oh, God. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How are you this morning, Brendan? I'm good. He's hungry, um, clearly. I, I a am. Toey, I am. <laughs> all of the above. Um, hungry for a feed in all every sense of the word. But um, no, I'm doing good. It's a sunny Sunday morning here mm. up in the Bris Vegas. We've been playing lots of games. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Life is good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to riff with you two on this, uh, 119th episode of the THG. Um, excited. So, um, I guess tell me what have you guys been playing? I see we've got a pretty, pretty full slate of stuff that we've been tackling this week, which I'm excited to unpack. Yeah. I'm actually, this looks like the first time in a long time where we've actually got a mix of stuff. Um, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know you know we're talking about you sam um it's the first time in a while we don't have wow on the agenda yeah, yeah. is what you're saying yeah um, I, I played 25 hours to get my riding license out at uh the frozen uh, lands the other day but uh it's after worth it. copying it from Jono last <laughs> week uh you know you've hit the bottom rocks rock bottom when Jono calls you out on your own goddamn podcast. So. Jono had no chill and it was absolutely delightful. It was nice not to be the bringer of sass last week. It was so good. Um, speaking and disappointing the audience with the same content, though, I am going to talk about Destiny. So fucking strap in, guys. Yeah, let's. we, we should probably tag team that together because... Um, we're going to tag I think team probably, the audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, Two of the three-piece feed are going to be tackling Destiny Two Forsaken in a big way. But mm. um, wh- what do you think? Lead lead us off. What do you what do you reckon? What's your initial thoughts after having this for what is it now four days, five days since it's since it's released? I have had the same experience um, that I remember playing first playing Destiny. Um, there's a lot of content in there where they've kind of gone back to their roots, and I'm just absolutely like I'm having so much fun. Um, I finally also got to try Gambit as well and everyone hyped that up. I didn't get to play it, but everyone hyped it up and I'm like, 
I mean, how good can it be? Holy crap. It is so much fun. Um, and everyone knows that I'm pretty like anti-story. Um, but the, um, the story for this is actually, I'm actually paying attention guys. (laughs) I'm actually paying attention to the story. So props to, uh, Bungie for getting a girl to listen, um, which all men knows that the feat in itself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely stoked. I'm actually thinking about playing it straight after the podcast. i um, been grinding it out all week, and that's why I had to actively make sure I played something else this week. So I had something else to talk about about Destiny. You bungee junkie. <laughs> bungee junkie. It is, it is so good. Um, I, I am mirroring exactly what you said. The, the story, I, I think it's probably my favorite piece of Destiny-esque story they've made since this game, even like including Destiny 1. I've loved the story and, and the revenge aspects and that sort of uh, spaghetti Western vibe that they throw through it and the mm. bounty cards and the, the new cast of characters they introduce. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Um, I'm really loving cruising around Tangled Shore. I think the, that little world in itself is really pretty and, yeah. and, and unique and, and visceral in its own way. Uh, the the sort of scorn the the new um, enemy archetype they brought in I think that's really cool yeah. I like that there's these sort of dual flame welding melee guys <laughs> and the little screeches I think they're called the little sort of sped up exploding like suicide bomber oh, guys no, see, I hate those ones they really they, they are a nightmare to tackle <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm I'm really liking it uh, I like the how quick you level though my goodness like. Yeah, I thought that was a bit suspicious. I'm like, I ain't that good. Like, so we are leveling up to a pretty fast extent. I don't know if this is like semi assistance for um the raid next week, um, but uh, well, hang on, I'm try I'm trying to remember based on all the people that like have kind of talked around on what everyone's light level is at the moment. But I think the highest I've heard so far is like, is it five? 20 or 530 or something or yeah so there's there's a soft cap now of 500 so Mm. you can get to 500 based off you know base gear score but then after that you can start putting your mods in and things to it's it's a hard cap i think it's 600 but i think at the moment it's capped at about 520 but they're planning on over the next few months opening it up to 600 so it's it's insane i hit i think i'm at 502 now Mm. um after after the last couple of days Mm. but i'm still rolling a lot of blues uh, I've never been so proud slash disappointed to be like the blue bomber rolling, you know, mid-tier trash, but oh it just, that's it's just the, how the gear goes. That's the only thing that's bothering me right now is all the blues and having to be okay with the blues and um, also how disgusting my hunter looks. She looks terrible. The gear that I have right now is not appealing <laughs> whatsoever and not a shader can save that girl. Yeah, and and that's the other thing you don't want to be wasting your shaders, especially like on a on a color combination you really like on some blue because you know mm. you're going to be working that up to purples and, exactly, and maybe an, an exotic piece thrown in there too. So, yeah, I'm I'm just this eclectic Technicolor Dreamcoat looking Titan at the moment, and Oof. it is painful, painful to roll around. Um, but I, I unlocked the the Dreaming City last night. So I got in there, did did that final end content to um, do that after the final boss. Mm-hmm. So I'm cruising around in there at the moment and it is gorgeous. Uh, it's it's so nice. It's got a real like Willy Wonka on acid, Lord of the Rings yeah. mashup 
sort of elvish vibe going on. You know, um, like I haven't made it there, unfortunately, guys. Um, I've been waiting to actually do the campaign with someone and walk it through because oh, then again, I can only imagine how many times I'll be doing that. But um, I haven't made it to there, but I've seen it. Like I've seen the stream and um, it actually reminds me of like OG Tower, mm-hmm. like, but just a little bit more prettier, you know, like mm. really polished with the foliage and everything like that. So... Yeah, I can't wait to make it to that like mm. that stage or whatever. Um, yeah. And apparently the, um, oh, what is it called? The event, the ha- the random events that happen. What are they called? Like the public events. Public event, yeah. Uh. Um, apparently those in the new areas are pretty intense as well and long. I so, so, some of the ones in the um in the tangled shore are pretty intense uh, and. And there's one that ties into one of these uh, prison prison pods has sort of crash landed there and it opens up and you've got to kill some enemies and then this, you know, wanted uh, criminals there and you, you've got to try and freeze him to, mm. to escalate it to heroic. And that is that is a good little little I've back and forth one. there. It's hectic. Yeah. That one's um, actually pretty easy. But mm. there's like other ones where like a rent, I think you have to like protect a grenade or something like that or a mine. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't remember that. I think that's over <laughs> in in one of the other sections there. I don't think I've hit that one yet. Oh, but, okay. Um, on on the new subclasses, what did you end up rolling? So there's there's sort of three new additions for each each main class, and then there's a, a spin off on each of those subclasses. So what are you rocking? Well, I'm a hunter. Which one do you think I fucking went with? Did you did you go the fire knives? Fire knives. Well, it's or the, did you um... go the shadow mark? Where you're rolling those two, du- yeah, the two double, swords. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course I went like that because I didn't know about them and I was watching someone stream and I saw them pick it and I went, oh fuck, there's no no question which one I'm choosing. You're like a ninja. You you the when you like initiate it, you essentially do like this like massive backflip into purple and so yeah, mm. I I was a sucker and went for that one, dual blades. Yeah, and you're rocking dual katanas, mm. and then you can sort of crouch and go invisible. I think as well, so you yeah. Can sort of but you just stealth you're kill so from the like you're so like speedy and snappy and everything like that. I love playing it because especially when you just like you're right in the middle and there's ads everywhere, and you're just like, I know what I'm gonna do. It's just like snap, and you're just like you're all over the place, but mm. they're gone. Ah, oh, so good. I, I've I've got envy. Um, <laughs> I I well, I didn't really accidentally pick it. I picked it thinking that as in the other destinies you could just simply once you finish the main story go back to the to the tree on aisle wherever the heck it is and go through and, and get those new um, subclasses again but apparently not apparently nope. uh, you can only get the one for now and it might be some time until you get the second one uh, so i'm rolling around as thunder crash so it's, it's the one where similar to fists of havoc for the titan but you actually become like a human missile or a, uh, a a guardian missile, and you, you fly through the air. And you can sort of fly yourself around the map, and then just crash land and do this big like massive arc explosion. It's pretty cool, but it's just a it's a one and done. So you blow your load on that one hit, as opposed to the big hammer, which I want to you, where you're rocking this big giant hammer, mm-hmm. swinging it around, you know, creating um, flaming tornadoes and stuff. That's what I wanted, but instead I'm just a giant arc missile. Um, <laughs> But it does hell of a lot of damage, which is pretty cool. What do you think of Spider? I love him. Yeah. I love him. Um, I, I thought he's a good addition. Yeah, you know this this giant big um, fallen boss. smuggler. Yes, yeah, mm. mob boss. That's big fat spider looking guy. It's it's fantastic. And the with back and forth issues. And, yeah, and and the riffing you sort of have with it. Oh, 
he does all the talking. You say your two lines in the whole expansion. Um, mm. Yeah, but he's great. I love I love him. Uh, Petra's a good little addition there. She annoys the shit out of me now. I liked her originally, but now I'm just kind of like, I don't like you, girl. <laughs> I'm done with you. I don't like you. It's also yeah. really awkward because my character kind of looks like her. So we're standing there in some of the cut scenes and I'm just like, guess look related. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being awoken. I'm an awoken fella. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's great. I'm I'm really happy. There's no sort of purchase envy like there was attached to Curse of Osiris and Warmind and things like that. I think mm. just like Taken King, this is that third attempt that they've actually stuck the landing on. Yeah. Um, Dream, have you got any questions? Are you sitting there sort of eerily silent and, and probably having a bit of FOMO from not uh being in on this hotness? But definitely a little bit of FOMO. Um. I'm actually, like, listening to you talk about this, I just think of the, you know, the end of Destiny 1, um, how much action we got out of that and how fun that was. So, yeah, definitely a little bit of FOMO. I didn't get to play Destiny 2 this week. Um, Unfortunately, my Destiny 2 buddy, one Jonathan Peck, um, was unable to play the game, having a couple of tech issues on his end. Um, So, I just didn't think to really play it on my own. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I actually, a little bit of FOMO, a little bit of FOMO. Mm. Um, yeah, who's the guy? Actually, Ant, riddle me this. I watched the trailers during the week and there's the scene where um, the rest of Cade's fire team are just sort of surrounding his body and the woman. Um, Ikora. Is, yeah, Ikora, Ikora's like, we should have been there. Anyway. They agree not to like avenge him because they just don't want more bodies. Oh, to fall. Zavala! And then, Zavala, and the little yeah, bitch. Zavala, Zavala, bitches it. And then this other guy who I've never seen—I don't know if he was in Destiny Two elsewhere—but I never seen him. He's like, "I'll take care of it." That's you. Is that meant to be us? Yeah, that's that's our our guardian. Yeah. So oh, really? they just they just had some guardian there, but in playing the game, it's you. Really. Yeah. yeah, that's so bizarre. Yeah, that did not that did not come across to me at all. I thought it was like another NPC. <laughs> Don't worry, it bothered like, me a lot, especially who, when like you know you're in the moment. Fucking Ikora's blah blah blah. Zavala's being a little blue bitch, and then my character yeah. turns around and says something, and I went, "Oh no, I like how, being silent." <laughs> how's Zavala's form? That, he's, he sucks. Uh, like, and I'm a is. titan, so it's like it's I feel dirty when he's our figurehead of our, <laughs> our sort of, you know, guardian yeah. race or, or guardian class, and he's just a punk bitch all the time. Like, I can't stand him. Um, he is punk bitch. Yeah. He is a punk bitch. Yeah. I, I I hated Zavala like from the start of the like. I don't remember him being so annoying in Destiny One, but definitely um in Destiny Two, Zavala became this like really needy boyfriend, this really emotional needy person and you're just like what happened to you dude like and then Ikora is just some miserable like talk 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 so like the only really good well is it a spoiler no don't spoil don't I think it's implied either people then know what if they know they know and yeah so we just have there there are a couple aren't there they're, they're boinking. Ikora and Zavala. I don't yeah. know. They both have shiny polished domes. They they might be into each other. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> but, know. But but Kate Kate's definitely the the pick of the tree of the three. 
Definitely. Akora's is all right too, but um, yeah, Cade, Cade's the man. And one thing that made me sad about this is that, that Nathan Fillion didn't voice him in Forsaken. We got uh, we got some Nolan North sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. Oh really? And, and he does an admirable job. Like he sounds similar, but you can pick. You can the tell difference. the difference because I mean everyone understands that like Nathan Fillion is Cade. Kate mm-hmm. is Nathan Fillion. Like it's, there's really no like line in between. So it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that that sucked. I liked um, like Aldrin. I liked him as the the main big bad. Uh, I, I liked so that sort of fleshed I. him out pretty well. I'm not going to go into any of that, but I think they developed his motives and, and everything pretty well through the the storytelling and the cutscenes. Yeah, uh, they did. There was yeah. a few things where uh, I knew, by the way, I know how it ends um, without playing it. Um, but there was a few things I was kind of a bit like, okay, but what about? And then, but in the end, I, I definitely am worried about myself sympathizing with bad guys. Um, I did that with Ghoul as well. So mm. I don't know. They've had really good baddies. Yeah, that, Destiny Two definitely they've they've put a nice depth to to their main. Um, antagonists and, and Aldrin's another one that's in that goal vein, which is cool. Hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I haven't played any of Gambit yet, so I'm going to try that Gambit? today or tonight. No, I've just done all the story and then some of the the bounty side quests and things. So I'm keen to get into that today and um, see what all that hotness is about. Yeah, Gambit is a lot of fun. It can be a level of frustration, but a lot of people are already developing some tactics on the best way to execute it. Um, also, talking about, obviously, new content. There's obviously new meta, and I swear to God, I'm going to bitch slap every single person that uses Ace of Spades in PvP. Please stop it. Please stop it. Please mm, stop that's it. That's his gun, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Kay's his- pistol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like every friggin' shot that I get killed with now is Ace of Spades. I'm like, isn't there any other gun that people use, or...? Yeah, when it's, it works, it works. I it's know, and that's powerful. what everyone that's what everyone's thing is. It's like, yeah, but it's, it, it's a great gun, so why wouldn't I use it? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Originality. Yeah, super powerful, and the fact that when you aim down sights, it still keeps your minimap up so you can actually see where people are um, gives you a pretty good advantage in, in PvP. But mm-hmm. um, I guess in closing on Destiny 2, what, what do you, what's your thoughts, recommendations, ratings? Give it to us in a sentence. In a, in a sentence. Oh, <laughs> if you like. Without a breath and a full stop. Um, I think everyone that's OG Destiny fans, come back. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, there is still things that are broken in the game. We have experienced um, certain bounties not being followed through, um, certain weapon issues, uh, some character, like some connecting um, impact force on you know, shooting certain characters and nothing happening or no drops happening kind of thing. But for the most part, it is the destiny that we remember and love. Um, come join in because raid season's next week and we get to see friendships end on stream. Heckin' yeah. No, I'm I'm right with you. Uh, I, I think it's a perfect step in the right direction. Uh, it definitely won some more love and trust from me. Uh, destiny 2 Forsaken, it's... It's well worth the cost of admission. Um, the story's nice and beefy. I think there's mm. 12-ish hours worth in main storyline content and then you've got side quests and, and everything else that ripples on the back of that as well as Gambit and, and a few other things, the raid coming out and what have you. So, yeah, get into it. It's it's nice and meaty, plays well, looks good. It's more of that 
sci-fi shooter space opera that you love mm-hmm. and um you know go out and, and pay some respects to to Cade six because he's the man definitely mm. what else you playing well um like i said i kind of um kind of rushed out to make sure i played something else because no one wants to hear me just babble on about destiny so i just um I perused the uh, Switch store and wanted to find like a little indie game and there was one that I saw, it was called Behind the Screen and it had a really weird picture for the thumbnail. So I clicked on it and what it is, it's it's very general basic kind of like puzzle game essentially, adventure puzzle game. And But the concept behind it, it just, it tells you that there's a story of a son kills his father and you essentially go through the puzzle to find out the motive. Uh, but you're... So far, like, you're playing as a child and watching him grow up, like, like you start in, like, kindy preschool and then you go to middle school and everything like that. But within, like, these very whimsical, like, imaginative scenes, like, he'll imagine he's somewhere else. You're also picking up these really dark, you like, you'll hear it, like, the, you'll read, like, little clippings and stuff like that. And you're like, this is some really fucked up shit going on. Like, meanwhile, there's, like, cute little bears and everything around and, you know, but... It's a really dark story, so I haven't finished it yet, but that was interesting. It's an interesting find. In regards to playing it, though, I think it was a mobile game based on how, I won't say basic it is, but, like, how much of a standard concept it was. So I don't necessarily say you'd have to buy this on the Switch. I think you can get it on Steam as well. So, um, but it's, it's for a simple kind of puzzle game, puzzle adventure with some very dark, sinister background. It's pretty good, um, and also uh, played Donut County on my um, on actually PC. I don't know why I wrote Switch there. It was PC. It um, is getting a lot of love. It is a lot of love this week. It is a it is a really sweet game. It is really sweet. Um, the story behind it is very, you know, weird, unique, um, but also the writing, the dialogue as well. Um, it's very well written. The music is another thing that I want to call out because the music's very, very whimsical, very good. And the gameplay is simply, um, just like you're in control of like a hole and you got to like make objects fall into the hole. And every time you get more stuff falling into the hole, the hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you're like, you're sucking in like buildings and such. Um, so you're essentially just playing with game physics as well. And, um, it's oddly satisfying and relaxing, um, <laughs> but uh, I haven't finished that yet, but I have seen someone play it. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a fun throw around game. I definitely think support that one. Um, yeah, a lot of um, big names have been playing it too mm. within the gaming industry and giving it some backing. Um, it is, I'm going to say, a little bit of a quick game. So okay. um, I think I'm already like towards the end and I've only been playing it for so many hours but yeah yeah but it's very sweet i guess sweet. how how deep can a game about a giant hole be but it looks i'll good, leave but... that question to the men of the world <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, deep <laughs> but it's it's a it's a really sweet game and i definitely think um especially supporting like indies that one that one's a good one to support you, you play as a sassy raccoon that like you know destroys your city mm. and then there's like a king raccoon as well always so. the bloody raccoons always the bloody raccoons we miss out here in australia i tell you what yeah, i wish we had squirrels 
Squirrels are adorable. They're mm. everywhere. We've, we've got possums. They're yeah. cool. <laughs> this, mm, but they're the not satanic everywhere. cousin of the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I like possums, dude. Ringtail possums are the best. They're mm. adorable, but they're only out at night. Like, that's what I loved about California was walking around and just seeing like a little, just a squirrel, you know, just hanging out, grabbing someone's yeah. fruit or something like that and just running mm. in the streets. I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, I'd love to have a pet squirrel. <laughs> but pet? I digress. Um, I'm, I'm going to quickly jump in here rudely. Sorry, I just <laughs> dream I'm coming over the top. Uh, I will say briefly, I have played an absolute bucket load of Spider-Man, uh, which was released this week by those legends at Insomniac Games PS4 exclusive. We're going to deep dive on this next episode because uh, by then, Dream should have his copy up and running. Jono wants to come on and talk some as well. But uh, short version, it is really, really well done. Um, probably the best Spider-Man game that's been created. Um, this is my general feeling and probably general consensus out there in the uh, the mass media and, and just general opinions in, in the populace. So it is so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there is a video up on our YouTube a channel, youtube.com forward slash we're a bit that Jono unpacks the the sort of early stages of, of spider-man and, and the basics and, and some tips and tricks on you know aerial maneuverability and web slinging and stuff so check that out for anyone that is wanting to get in on spider-man mm-hmm. uh, another game i played the battlefield 5 beta this <laughs> week on pc um connection issues are plenty uh, yeah. server issues vast vastly um dominated the night uh, but when I got in, it looked good. It played good. Uh, I was still getting killed by snipers that were literally across country lines, it felt like. But um, it's it's more of that big big squad battlefield combat. Uh, looks good, plays good. World War II flavor attached to it now. If you love Battlefield, you love periodic sort of shooters, you're going to love Battlefield Five at least from the, the multiplayer aspects. So um, the, the, the beta is still running. It's open beta now and it's running over this weekend. So I think it wraps on Monday. Um, so yeah sadly by the time this episode comes out the beta is probably going to be over but it's it's cool and I'm excited and on the back of that they confirmed that their battle royale mode is going to be called Firestorm uh, and it is going to be uh, supporting up to 64 players so 64 yeah oh, wow mm. <laughs> which is still interesting but that's I guess the size of their current big squads you mm-hmm. know in, in conquest and things like that already so yeah all they're doing is just turning it into 64 player deathmatch really but anyway and the last one hang on what were you gonna say i was just gonna say was it 64 like the number that we'd all be disappointed in when we'd play PUBG? it's like oh this started the game with like such a low number Mm. yeah i i think i think if the if the map's small enough to support 64 to be good but if it's a huge map where you're going periods of seeing nothing it'll get tough yeah definitely do you want a small map (laughs) yeah Mm, I, I don't mind the smaller maps. Um, like the latest, latest one on PUBG, uh, which is sort of that... Um, like tropical I don't know island. how... Yeah, the little small tropical island. I think that's chaos and it's perfect. Uh, Graveyard Keeper is the last game I've been playing. What is this game? Which is... It's made by Lazy Bear Games and it's pretty much Stardew Valley, but instead of being a traditional farmer per se, you are a... Um, you know, the, the man that... that looks after the graveyard and you've got your own little farmstead and everything like that as well. So it's got farming elements to it. But so, so what's happened in the story? I should take a step back. Do you farm body parts? You, you do as well. Oh, um, well, okay. But you actually, 
we're, we're in sort of present day modern society and, and you're this unnamed gentleman. You're on your way home, you get hit by a vehicle, you die and you go, I guess, to this sort of pseudo afterlife where you've been given the, the role as the graveyard keeper. And so, so you get bodies coming in, coming in periodically and you've got to uh, autopsy them, bury them, make the graveyard look nice, uh, as well as man your own farm and, and food and drink and everything. So it's got all those Stardew Valley-esque events, but it's just a bit darker tonally. Um, this you know, is the afterlife? Yeah, yeah. Or at least some you know other parallel world. So you've died and you've gone there, but right. your goal is to to escape this world and make it back to present day real life. So if you're dead and you're in a world of the dead, who are you burying? The dead dead? I I think they're the dead that have, they're coming through from the real life is, is my guess. Like I've only played about probably four hours. I don't know. There is people (laughs) like there's, you know, there's town folk and there's the bar (laughs) and everything, just like you do in Stardew Valley. There's shops and blacksmiths and all that kind of stuff. So there is people working. So you're saying that there's an unemployment (laughs) issue in this little town that people are not, not enough jobs for people. So they're getting buried. Yeah. Or or maybe they're just dying twice. I don't know. Like you just get this donkey that talks to you that comes, you know. (laughs) Every so often, it drops a body out the front of your house, like out the oh, front of the. Okay, so you're morgue. looking out for a murderous donkey and burying the evidence. No, nah, they're just dropping it to you. But um, then then you've got this like talking skull head that sort of acts as your guide through there, and he's he's trying to help you escape this world. But also, obviously, he's got ulterior motives as well that he has not yet completely uh, divulged with me. But it's. It's, yeah, just a slightly darker Stardew Valley um, with a bit more quirkiness to it, which is fine. Uh, I think it was about 15 bucks. I'll, I'll keep sort of chipping away at it. I wish it was on, on the Switch because I'd be playing the heck out of it on the Switch, but I've oh. only got it on PC at the moment. It, so it's not on the Switch? Not that I recall, no. Okay. Because I was going to say, because this obviously does sound like a game I would like, but mm. I don't know if I'd play it on PC. Mm. But no, it's, it's good fun. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, just aesthetically uh play style it's it's stardew valley through and through like the same sort of art and and and, um graphical stylings uh but just with a little bit more of a dark quirky tone and uh being a graveyard keeper and and digging graves and doing autopsies and things like that and you can level up your skill trees to be able to you know not just take some flesh and then try and resell that but you can take brains and all the other organs and resell that or, or retrofit that into potions and things and, and make some scratch on the side that way it's it's good fun it's nice and rewarding i'm enjoying uh you know this this game so far the lore is very interesting mm. yeah i probably didn't do it enough justice but uh that's all i know from my four hours um ish so far but uh moving on dream what have you been Hell. doing? There's no wow on here. I nearly fell off my seat when I opened this agenda. I know, I know, I know. Um, so let's not talk about it at all. Let's just go straight into what I have been playing. Um, th- this week, uh, so Spider-Man, I, I, I am yet to play Spider-Man. It's currently downloading. I underestimated just how long that process would take to download a full game. It's 48 gigs and it's been running for two and a half days now. Um, on and off, like not consistently, but you can't always have your PlayStation just on. I don't know why it's mm. taking so long though. Like I reckon I've had it downloading for 15 hours at least. I'll, I'll, give, you in Australia. A, I'll give you a quick tip. Um, yeah, dude. Pause, pause that download and, and like unpause it periodically because I don't know what it is with the PlayStation store, but it, 
has a real issue with throttling your downloads. Like I started mine at first the other day and I was moving like, and it was saying, yeah, done within 60 minutes. Cool. But then it oh my God, slowed really? right down to, um, you know, seven hours. I paused it, paused the download, started the download again. And then it was finished within all up. It took yeah less than an hour to get this thing done. Mine was like 28 hours, dude. It's yeah. crazy. Anyway, so um, suffering through that, whatever. Um, this week I played, I had a total war itch. I really wanted to play a strategy game. And in my collection, I've got both Total War Warhammer. Care, thanks, thanks to you, I think, Brendan. You mm. gifted that to me once upon a time. Um, and Total War Shogun 2. So I played them both. I started with Total War Warhammer because that's the one I'm less familiar with. And Warhammer is such a fun, crazy universe. Um, this is the Warhammer fantasy world mm. where it's all like um, there's elves and dwarves and all sorts of cool shit. Um it's good, it's fun, but it's also kind of confusing um, to pick up. I think, um, like with Total War games, it's sort of a rock beats paper or rock beats scissors um, style game where you need like specific types of infantry to counter enemy armies and your your army makeup is very important because if you have too much of one thing or you, you're lacking something else it makes it very hard when you have matchups that don't really work in your favor um to to sort of win those tactically um so i had a really tough time actually working out what the hell i needed because um you don't just have like cavalry like horses and stuff you have monsters and you have um griffin style riders that have you know they're good with charging and lances and i don't know i, I found it all too hard so i moved over to shogun 2 a world that i'm very familiar with as a as a young <laughs> white man just like any young white man the only thing we ever wanted was to be samurai uh i think um yeah I, I can confirm confirm <laughs> that theory uh <laughs> so so i became the daimyo of my own province once again and, and took to take over japan and kyoto um Far out, I love Shogun 2. It's such a fun game and it's so hard. I, I'm i playing on a hard difficulty, but it is tough. Like you find out moves later, just how stuffed you are because you might be like, you know, you might be on one side of Japan and you slowly start taking over neighboring provinces and, you know, you've got this huge landmass. And your army is slowly making its way through to the center of Japan. And then all of a sudden, a freaking invasion force drops a huge army right at the tip, like where your home is. And you've got no one there to defend it. And it would take you like 10 turns to travel your whole army back there because it's just so freaking far away. And by that time, you've lost all this land. Um, and the only way to sort of like fix that is to go back to like a previous save many turns ago. And start planning just to defend against that little <laughs> invasion force. <laughs> it's really annoying. It's actually you really never tough. know. Um, I'm pretty proud of myself though. Like I'm a bit of a bit of a uh, you know bit of a general, bit of a guru. I was um, gonna say tyrant. Oh, <laughs> tyrant. Yeah. Well, yeah. That too. That too. I'm really good to my people though. I never sack any towns. I always peacefully occupy them. That's an option. You can just loot and run, but. I like to make sure the people are looked after. The The nation's happiness is important to me as their future emperor. So, um, so yeah, I, like I love Total War. I think Total War games, um, like Total War Shogun 2, that's quite old now. Warhammer's 
2015 or 2016, I think. They just play so well, though. Like, they're really fun games for what they are. So if you're at all interested in strategy games, you can't go past Total War, any of them. Um, I want to play Napoleon next. My, I think my housemate's got it. I'm going to pinch it off him. Um, so I've been doing that. I've also been playing a little game that you haven't heard me talk about for a while, but it's a game that's very dear to me. A little game called Tekken 7. Ooh, um, I wonder why you got back into Tekken 7. Dude, this is the best week of my life. So, Lay, Lay's back. I don't know if that means anything to either of you two. Nope. That means so much to me, though. Lay He's pretty is much Jackie back. Chan of the, the Tekken is. world. Okay. He totally is. He's the Jackie Chan of the Tekken world. Um, he's uh, He's been there since Tekken 2. Um, it was really upsetting that he, he wasn't a part of the main roster on launch. Um, there was a lot of controversy within the Tekken community about how Lei was missing. Anna also got released this week, but she was also missing. And there was no plan or no announcement to say that they'd be on their way as DLC. So there was a lot of fan outcry that these characters should be made available. Um, and now, of course, they're here and, you know, we're all better for it. So I've been playing a ton of Lei. Um, uh, he, he plays just as well as he did in Tekken Tag 2, which was the last installment in the series. And I'm just a happy boy. I just love him. He's the coolest dude. He's my favorite character to play. Um, Are you yeah. American dogs? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I like... All right, so... Yesterday, GWS played Sydney Swans, and if that means anything to anyone out there, uh, and you're a Swan supporter, suck shit, because uh, GWS won. But anyway, that was a big block for me. Pumped Absolutely them. pumped them. God, it's good to be from the West. Um, you don't hear that very often, people. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. So... Um, yeah, so I came home absolutely legless playing Tekken 7 and yelling at my TV at like 2 a.m. And it was the greatest time of my life. God, you must be fun to live with. <laughs> He's not too bad. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, actually, yeah, Brendan, you, you know. Yeah, no, I've I, got, I had him for a hot minute. Yeah, I'm not awful. I'm just Probably not great. phrase that a little bit better. <laughs> I'm not awful. I'm just not great. I'm just uh, not a, like, you know, sometimes I don't wash the dishes. That's about as bad as I get. Yeah. Okay. Is is Anna doubling back to the Tekken Seven talk? Is Anna still a sultry old minx? Oh, she dude. was. I remember she was hypersexualized <laughs> through all the other games. Yeah, like uh, she is. Yeah. Um, and on that note, in in the previous install, like like Tekken Three, she was introduced. I th- no, Tekken Two. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Uh, she does these weird shimmies, which I think they they are what they are because of just the graphics that they had to work with back when Tekken 2 was coming out on PlayStation, the original PlayStation. She does this really weird shimmy, but she still does it. But obviously things look a thousand times better than they used to. And it looks even weirder that she does <laughs> this weird little shimmy. It's like, it's not really sexy. Um, I, I just don't know what it is, dude. But it's meant to be. Like, you can tell it's meant to be. So it's, yeah, it's probably... A- one one of the designers, that's his kink or her kink. So he's yeah. he's baked this into Anna way back when, and he he or she sees that like little shoulder shimmy. She just does and this, yeah. Just, oh baby, shimmy. 
Yeah, I think it's meant to be like, you know, when, um, uh, no, you know what? I'm not even going to go there because even trying to describe how to be sexy is going to sound really weird on this show right now. So Does she I'm still just fart? Sh- shut my mouth. Huh? What? Does she still fart? She did a fart move way back when too, didn't no, she? No, that was Gone. I think. No, I know Gone did the little, dra- little dragon dinosaur they brought yeah. in, in Tekken she 3. Fart? She doesn't fart. Fart, you sure? Not, yeah, she hundred percent. She doesn't have a fart what? move. That's why right, would they? Women don't fart. They don't. They don't even poo. It's bizarre. Um, <laughs> so, who farts? I think um, Kuma does something. I think Kuma kind of does like a little fart. Strong okay. move. Okay. <laughs> and there's one other, but I'm forgetting who it was. I, I just quickly Googled it to see if I could, if I was right or just completely making up things. And third option that comes up is Tekken fart porn videos on Pornhub. I'm like, oh not clicking on there right now. Tekken fart porn videos. Yep. Can you please click on it and tell me what comes up? I'm actually, what actually is that? I'm too scared to click it. <laughs> what is that? That's crazy. Um, oh God. Tekken also actually just to keep, going along that train of thought Tekken is the king of iron fist so um yeah also a porno thing maybe i don't know is that what they mean by Tekken mm, they've replaced the black cult with the big iron fist Metal you reckon iron fist, possibly also speaking of iron fist um i came home last night wasted to find that iron fist season two is out did not know uh, that yeah didn't I even see that care. coming that that oh. season was just he sucks, man. That was Anna Williams, by the way, doing that. But um, right. <laughs> you leave Anna out of this, goddammit. <laughs> she's she's so she's so gorgeous. As a Tekken character, she's she's so gorgeous. I'm so glad she's back in the game, dude. She's so much fun to play. But mm. anyway, Lay's better. Um, if you play Tekken or if you played Tekken, uh, now's a really good time to get back into it because obviously there's more people coming back to play the new characters that they've been waiting for. So getting ranked games is like, you know, you're not waiting at all. It's like every couple of seconds you're playing someone. It's really cool. Um, and that's really it for me. So yeah, next week I will be joining you, Brendan and Jono and possibly Ali, I guess, in talking about Spider-Man. I mean... I'm not gonna play it. Okay, all right. Well, that's fine, Ellie. You can you can sit and wait. She, okay. she could chair. She could chair the discussion. Yeah, you can facilitate. Yeah, all right. I can do that. All right. A quick quick bit of housekeeping before we we get into some news. First things first. Obviously, we've got a uh, Pax Australia down in Melbourne, Victoria, October 26th through to 28th. Uh, the three day passes, I think, are actually now sold out. So you're going to have to get, um, you know, singular singular passes for that. For those that have, well done. Hopefully we'll see you there. We'll be working with AT in a pretty big way down there uh, at PAX Australia, which we're pretty excited to announce over the next couple of weeks uh, leading into that. Uh, we'll actually be doing a pre-PAX hype episode with Luke Lancaster, who is the head of our content there for Read Pop, who chairs PAX Australia, as well as a few of the other pop culture based uh, events here so that'll be pretty exciting outside of that as i mentioned there is a spider-man's basics video available now on youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit and also head over to uh, audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio equipment uh, give a look to the at4033a give it a look and also give it all a listen and a play at pax on the show floor so uh shall we move into some news yes 
This week's news headlines. The first one. I'm excited. I'm Henry excited. Cavill has been confirmed that he will be playing the White Wolf himself, Geralt of Rivia, in the Witcher series on Netflix. Casting came out this week uh, via way of social media. A couple of sneaky little Instagram posts on, on Henry Cavill's uh, personal page as well as a few other things. Internet went wild. Uh, there's already a whole heap of fan art being made of him in in the uh, Geralt garb and the makeup and, and the white hair and the beard and what have you. And he looks looks pretty fantastic. What do you think? Ali, you haven't played a Witcher game yet, have you? Nope. nope. But Dream, you've played a bit of Witcher. I played, yeah, Witcher 2 and Witcher 3. Um, I, I think it's fantastic casting. I like Henry, Cav- uh, Henry Cavill or Henry Cavill. I, I Cavill, never get I it. Cavill, yeah, I think it's Cavill. And then I listened to, um, I think, a, a review of Mission Impossible Fallout and they kept saying Henry Cavill, Henry, I don't know, who cares? Idiots. Um, I think he's he's pretty good. He was fantastic in Fallout. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Henry. He's He's got a pretty imposing sort of presence on screen. He's, he, you know, he's a... He's a big dude. He's, he's a good-looking fella. And um, I, I still haven't seen Mission Impossible Fallout, but from from the, the trailers and, and that one little gif meme where, you know, he does his little shake thing in the bathroom and grows an instant beard. Just get the guns ready. Yeah. Um, oh, is that him, is it? Yeah. Is he the person that reloads his fist? It's pretty yeah. sick. Oh. Everyone has said the most recent Mission Impossible was really good, so I probably will give it some time once it comes out on... Something. <laughs> Some other platform. Sorry, talking about The Witcher. Great casting, really excited. We don't have a release. Nah, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be 2020 at this stage. Yeah, that sounds right. Do you reckon that, like, Henry has to thank, like, Boss Logic for the picture that he did? It was so well put together. Yeah. It is. It's a so great well picture. Put together. He doesn't have to do shit, though. Uh- <laughs> it's, it's insane it how is. big yeah. old Boss Logic's... Boss Logic's big in his own right now. Like he is just blown up over the last eighteen months, two years or so. It's just onwards and upwards for him. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited. It's I love seeing these these big names, sort of Hollywood Hollywood A listers, sort of gravitating more and more towards uh, television. I, I like seeing when there's a bit of star power that sort of translates. And, and Netflix, you know, they no doubt they're probably throwing some good money at him to get him there, but. It's good to see, uh, and I think it'll certainly add a bit more weight to it. Like it'll probably have a higher attach rate instead of some random unknown person playing Geralt on a sci-fi fantasy on Netflix. Now there's someone that's instantly relatable and, and known to the audience. Is he doing the bath scene? The bath scene? Ah, oh, there'll be some sex. There'll be lots of sex. Maybe, maybe some <laughs> oh, doodles. Who knows? There will be sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Noted. I just hope he quotes the um like one of those leading lines we've got in our intro and then we'll just sort of plug that in over the top. All right. So, so moving on uh, to the next bit of news, uh, this headline, we'll sort of jump in and out of this, this article, but it's uh, Fortnite cross-platform compatibility between Xbox slash Nintendo and Sony seems less likely. Sony CEO Yoshida proclaims that Fortnite is best experienced on the PS4. So uh, this article comes via Tom Warren at The Verge. And uh, this tied into an interview with the Press Association at IFA. Yoshida reaffirms that Sony are not looking to implement cross-platform capability as they believe the best experience for gamers is to play Fortnite solely on PS4. 
PS4 players are presently unable to use in-game items earned on PS4 accounts when switching over to Nintendo Switch or Xbox or have their progression transferred across. So this is just some tone-deaf sort of thought process here, I feel. Obviously, they are the big dog. They are leading this generation of console sales. So there is probably some arrogance and probably justified arrogance attached to these types of thought processes but i don't know moving into the next gen they they could potentially lose some footage footing where you see xbox and nintendo co-promoting things and doing cross marketing and cross branding now like it's it's interesting so yoshida actually um goes on to talk about how uh they've considered this in the past with games like rocket league and just really the general uh experience they think is for for their gamers is that it's just better to play on playstation solely um with your playstation friends so uh that's the line and i I guess you can't really you know um if that's the line that's the line you can't really read into that more beyond what he's actually telling us i guess It's very us versus them, it feels. It feels like everyone's yeah. teamed up and, and then Sony sh- uh, in there. And, and rightfully so. As I said, like they, the sales certainly reflect um, that they've got a, a pretty substantial fan base for gamers. But it's interesting that a, a, a shop as closed off as Nintendo are starting to open up and, and play nice with, with their competitors. But Sony is still just in the corner, arms folded, you know, we're the fun police, leave us alone. And I love Sony. I love Sony but, games, playing the shit out of Spider-Man, as yeah. I said. But it just seems strange to me. I, but I, I like the competition. I, I think the competition is quite healthy. It's interesting, the comparison with Nintendo, because they, um, they were dying on that hill of just being a closed off shop, you know, like that really, they really suffered, but they also aren't Sony. Where Sony is, is a very different position to where Nintendo was. Sony don't have to make this decision because mm. they're making so much money anyway. Mm. Um, I don't know if I want to live in a world where every game's cross-platform compatible, you know, like what does that, what does that actually mean for, for both Sony and Microsoft? Um, when as a gamer like what how do you decide which one you actually like when they're both the same almost but then Um, i guess then it doesn't matter like you think of a lot of the multiplayer games we play like let's say harken back to a few years ago i forgot i was playing modern warfare 2 on on the xbox one this week too but that that's a game (sighs) where i got that on xbox 360 because all my friends and the people i was playing with got it on xbox 360 but then I still had some other good friends that were playing it on the PlayStation 3. So in in that respect where it's like now all my friends can come play together and have this singular experience instead of sort of putting, putting you know, a tapered line between it, you know. I, I like that idea. I think games like that would be fantastic where you could play it all together. Mm. Uh, just get a PC. Yep. <laughs> just get a PC. Mm. It's the best way to do it. That's what I've been trying to tell you. That is the true best gaming experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Switch handheld's pretty good. It's convenient. I was about to say. <laughs> PC, you can't take it with you, but still. Mm. Yeah. All right. So the last item on today's docket. Headline reads, Killer Games Too Violent for the Olympics, IOC President says. And this comes via Alex Walker Kotaku. 
And it reads, the BBC reported that Thomas Bach, president of the IOC, said at a press conference, games that featured killing other people, in quotes, cannot be brought into line with our Olympic values, end quote. And then he goes on to further say, we cannot have in the Olympic program a game which is promoting violence or discrimination, he told the, uh, the AP. So called kill, uh, so-called killer games, they, from our point of view, are contradictory to the Olympic values and therefore cannot be accepted. So we're not going to be seeing any PUBG or Fortnite represented at the Olympics anytime mm. soon. Um, I I get it to a degree, but then at the same time, it's like boxing and all these other violent-esque sports. Yeah. Even even fencing. You're promoting fake stabbing someone with a fucking sword. Yet, yeah. you know, things <laughs> like like a Fortnite. Obviously, PUBG, definitely not because there's blood and it's, it's more um, realistic as opposed to a Fortnite. But yeah. There's some con- conflicting, contradicting sort of thought processes here. I've always been under the assumption that if and when gaming makes it to the Olympics, it'd be something yeah. like a Rocket League. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But to just oust violent games, um, it, it, like what they're trying to typecast them as just seems a little bit short-sighted when they have sports that promote violence in them and have for many, many years. Yeah. Yeah, like, I definitely agree. Well, we've actually witnessed um, a very successful event of the um, Fortnite, um, what was it called? The Fortnite Summer, uh, it was a, It was an event that just had um, at PAX, and that was fantastic. It was uh, actually covered really well. What are you laughing at, Sam? Memorable. It's very obviously very memorable. I can't remember the name. I was going to call it Summer <laughs> Smash, but I don't think that sounds right. Um, Love a good Summer Smash. ah this episode (laughs) um but it was executed really well in regards to covering the actual event i thought it was pretty good um so i i would like to see that kind of game but yeah in regards to the standard of killing and then also discrimination was the other one Mm. that was a point that i was kind of a bit like okay what is this guy thinking um so we probably yeah no PUBG, no cod yeah no, no battlefield um, yeah no Fortnite. and, and then where's mm. the line drawn like promoting violence like do, do they get that nitpicky oh. then that like a like a really violent or aggressive tackle in a fifa game um where mm. you can intentionally sort of slide in to, to do damage is that deemed a violent act then that's um, a cop out if we actually replace like put an e-sport of a real sport, right? <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love the idea that, that um, like, I don't know, a country's team wins the football and then, I don't know, like over a couple of days later, some nerd <laughs> wins gold medal for this for someone else's country or something mm-hmm. playing FIFA yeah. with the same people who just competed in the Olympics using their, <laughs> those players. Man, um, that'd be so meta. It'd be crazy. That's a weird world to live in. Do we care? Like, who gives a shit? Really? Like, the Olympics... I don't disagree. I don't know why esports should be at the Olympics. Um, to me, they don't, they're don't. they not the same. I mean, I don't care about the Olympics <laughs> at all. No. No, exactly. So... And, like, if you think about um, esports, it, just on its own, it's crushing. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't need the Olympics to 
succeed it's already succeeding um, yeah there's a fucking esports tournament every other day how long um, until we see esports olympics where it's country based and they'll have all these games tied into it how long till that i don't know that you will i don't know that you will that's a oh, big event um, you have countries that just dominate games like who the hell's gonna beat korea in dota <laughs> or league or league of legends but that's like, why you have they do, like they not do just not just mold, a dota olympics have worlds, all the games lol no, I know, but lol, all oh, okay. the esports. <laughs> just get every guy up there. Every, I mean, games do this already, though. Games do like I know, um, uh, like Tekken Nationals. This you know, it's country, like country based. Um, but I don't know. You need like an Olympic. The Olympics thing's dumb. It's a, it's not dumb, but it's just it's kind of. I don't know. I feel like as I get older, the Olympics become less and less relevant. I don't know if that's just because I'm no, you're like, right. My taste is changing, or people in general are just changing, and no one gives a shit about like whether or not your gymnastics team's up to scratch, or if they're just gonna lose, or what. like it just it's all dumb. But that's why they're and gonna dumb, pivot dumb, and yeah. put esports in there to try mm-hmm. and cater to the to the youths. But that would just piss me off. It's like, like again, I don't know. I don't know that it needs. I don't know that either of them need each other. Let the Olympics be for the old fuddy duddies and and the young kids can have their their video games and. But imagine and, and if you could that. represent Australia at the Olympics, playing as Lei Wu Long for your country at the Olympics. Obviously, it's a violent game, but I'm you know, trying to <laughs> I make would it hold appealing. That over everyone's head. I would hold that over everyone's head hey, if that ever happened. I don't, <laughs> it would never happen. But yeah. I don't know a great deal about esports, but is it illegal to like mushroom stamp someone in a game? What? Is it illegal? Well, yeah. Like, is that breaking the rules or can you do that in a public field? Like, uh, It probably depends on the tournament. It wouldn't surprise me if in something like Overwatch, like moves like that, that would definitely be frowned upon. There was is a- it just frowned upon or is it like... <laughs> Dude, there was a there was a dude. Do you remember that story of the guy who cheered? Like he was so happy with like his team winning that he got up and kind of. I don't even know if he gave it to the team he was just playing or whatever. But they like, I, I, I'm baffling this because I don't have details. But it was he, the, um, I remember it was the guy. He got yeah. he got reprimanded. Yeah. He got reprimanded by, I guess Blizzard, for being you know openly excited and glad that he just dominated the game. Yeah, that was. That I remember that was at the at, in it, Sydney was last that year. That was Overwatch when Sweden was, beat right? Australia, yeah. and the guy was like, "Yes, yeah. come on!" And yeah, they they had got in trouble about it. Yeah, so definitely in a game where you can't cheer yourself on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I would definitely think the mushroom stamping's not allowed. Side note: I just had to Google what that meant, and I don't know if I'm looking at the right answer, but yeah, I don't think we're going to see the mushroom stamping that I just found. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> have you bookmarked that next to the uh, Tekken Tekken fart porn I've got a lot of research to do after this podcast <laughs> you know there's a <laughs> there's an argument to be had that Google uh, itemizes things based on your previous search history so <laughs> well, this top bill this top bill I'm, I'm so very you just keep getting those at the no, top because no, I yeah you should have gotten you. some very wholesome arts and crafts there for mushroom stamps <laughs> but you got something I got where a guy slaps his penis on a guy's head and leaves the shape of a shape like a bruise or a mark of a mushroom. Well, it's meant to be a scrotum, isn't it? Isn't nah, it the it's, it's the penis. No, and I guess the, 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 the head of the penis is the top of the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever came up with that. 
Yeah. You're a legend. <laughs> You're an absolute legend. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what it was. You mentioned, like, I've got to find out what's going on here. And I'm like, oh, okay. A yeah. variation to the tea. Bag, yeah. We won't see that at the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, look, the only thing we can take away from this is obviously the Olympics are still thinking about having esports in the Olympics. They're just going to filter through what they're going to accept. Um, and. Yeah, obviously the Olympics is still dying and no one cares about it. So, yeah, I mean, weren't they expecting it in Paris? Yeah, not not in the mean? not in the formal like. I think they were going to trial it at the Asian um, games to start oh, with, and right, then they were yeah. going to maybe look at it in the um, in sort of a few offshoots before they committed to to a full fledged. Um, esports insertion into into the proper olympics but yeah it's, it's interesting mm. um we'll, we'll see I'll t- something i'll tell you what man i i am pretty excited for tokyo 2020 is it tokyo it's in japan mm. i think it's mm. tokyo as far as the olympic as cool as the olympics could be like that will be the coolest thing i think just fuck japan will just go nuts mm. I hope so. Crazy, crazy, like Japanese Hello Kitty yeah, stuff. I'm, I'm hoping like the, be... the Olympic mascots they have for that is like giant Gundams or something. They already released it. No. What am I thinking of? Probably Australian Commonwealth. I think I might be thinking of FIFA. I don't know. Yeah. There was, um, yeah, no, I'm confusing it. There was, they released the mascots to, yeah, maybe Commonwealth. They all look like Pokemon, mm. which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. No complaints. Not far away now mm. from uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Let's go. Let's go Eevee all the way, son. Yeah. Let's go Pikachu. Anyway, this is obviously not going to be the last time we talk about video games making their way into the Olympics. But for now, quote unquote, killer games will not be considered. So um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> so that's, oh, that's the news this week. Uh, it's pretty light on. You know, we were definitely scraping uh, the bottom of the barrel to, to find some, some newsworthy headlines here. But uh, I, I think it's we where, did it it's justice. where you can find us. <laughs> yeah. The bottom of a barrel. The bottom of a barrel. Yeah, near the traveler, hanging out near the ramen shop. Um, Damn right. Oh, yeah. But um, anything you two lovely people want to discuss or mention before we start fading out for another week? It's called the Summer Skirmish, the Fortnite competition, by the way. I was partially right. <laughs> Glad you got that in there at the end. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Uh, um, yeah, no. Um, no. Are we on plugs? Is that where we're up yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess things we're on plugs. Um, if you want, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at SalimTD. You can find me everywhere on the socials at Miss Ali Hart. You can find myself everywhere at Brendan8Bit and find us as a collective at We Are 8Bit. But I guess until next week, 8Bit Nation, be sure to check out the hashtag 8Bit Collective for nine other podcasts of great content. But uh, until we see you at episode 120, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8-Bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.